Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. Nikki Warren is a degree-qualified fertility naturopath and medical herbalist. She has a Bachelor of Health Science in Complementary Medicine, a Diploma of Naturopathy, and an Advanced Diploma of Herbal Medicine. For over a decade, Nikki's clinical practice has specialized in fertility and women's health, and in 2016, she launched her pregnancy and preconception supplements brand, Naturo Best. This episode is dedicated to understanding the cycles of fertility, perimenopause, and menopause, and the natural supplements, herbs, and lifestyle changes that can help with symptoms and long-term treatment without drugs. Nikki shares her philosophy on educating her clients to help navigate the terminology, science, and options during both stages. The episode is a helpful and illuminating guide on a natural and empowered approach to perimenopause, which lasts five to 10 years, and menopause, plus options for supporting our hormones, health, and life force. Beyond diet, exercise, and HRT, you will hear about the most powerful lifestyle hacks, herbs, and supplements that can truly transform your hormonal health at any age. Nikki, it's so good to have you on the show. Um, And I have to say, I don't know whether it's me or if it feels like menopause and perimenopause is the hottest topic of health and well-being at the moment. It does seem like that, doesn't it? And it's such a, it's a beautiful thing because, you know, just as periods and midlife crises and uh, <laughs> boob jobs are, are a thing that are probably in a lot of people's futures, menopause and perimenopause is going to come just as night follows day. And yes. one of the things that I'm really interested in, in the subject, which I, I'm excited to explore with you as an expert, as I said in the intro, you're a naturopath, you're a herbalist, you're a woman mm-hmm. uh, who is in mer- perimenopause herself, is that when we see our health practitioner, whether it be an integrative doctor, a naturopath, mm-hmm. a homeopath, GP, we're often not given a lot of time to discuss things. And sometimes the physical cues that we're experiencing, we put towards some something else. And one of my, I can tell you my own crazy experience with menopause, sure. that I had menopause. I, I had been in menopause for maybe a year. Okay. Absolutely no idea. I went to my doctor, you know, complaining of lethargy and stress. And I'd been through a really taxing emotional experience. Uh And she did my bloods and she goes, oh, you had your menopause over a year ago. And I went, what? Oh. Yeah, like your estrogen levels have dropped. You haven't had your period. Yeah. You you have had your menopause. And, And she goes, you know, did you have any of the symptoms? And I thought back and I had equated all of my symptoms with stress and trauma and fatigue. And really? Didn't so, Even though you hadn't had a period in a year? I just thought I was so stressed. I mean, oh, I wow. an extremely okay. stressful time. I'd lost a lot right. of weight. Yep. I, I didn't equate the two. And I thought, my goodness, if I'd had some help at that time. Mm. Yep. 
so many things would have been better. And, and you know, it could have been the stress that actually plummeted you, plummeted you into, into menopause. Yeah, and, and the weight loss as well, because estrogen stores in fat cells. So, you know, the more estrogen we have, that, that can, kind of works against us when we're younger because, you know, we have that puppy fat around our face and we have the, the you know, the childbearing hips, you know, in our 20s and 30s. And that's estrogen. That's that's what it's there for. It's, you know, in, in your hips to provide for fat for, you know, the uh, breast milk when we're, when we're breastfeeding for, for, for babies. But, um, you know, as we get older... Uh, you, you notice that, that, that women start to slim down through their hips all of a sudden, you know, they, they don't have that estrogen anymore. They lose the weight in their face. And, uh, yeah, um, so we can go through a, a, a short period, you know, maybe about five years where we are, we're probably looking our best. <laughs> you know, we, we look really good. We haven't gone through menopause yet. Um, so I just, as I said, I'd love to start with some definitions and because... Yeah. You know, I would have thought that I would have come across something that would have given me some de definitions and given me that light bulb moment. Mm. So let's pretend that we're talking to someone who who's really confused about what all of this is. Sure. So let's start with perimenopause. Yeah. And when does it occur? And I really think that this is something that women really need to be aware of because a lot of women in their late 30s, being a fertility naturopath, I used to see a lot of women in their late 30s, early 40s going, I want to have a baby not thinking that it would be a problem. And it is. In your early 40s, there's a good chance that you won't be able to conceive naturally. Um, and so women really need to know that for a start. But, you know, perimenopause can start from the age of 35, um, you know, and it can go over a sort of five to 10-year period. And it's it's the years prior to menopause. So menopause is defined as one day. <clears throat> so menopause means the one day that you that it's been twelve months since your last period, so um, you know that that happens, and then you're considered to be postmenopausal, and that's usually when women when women talk about being menopausal, they're usually talking about being postmenopausal. Um, so yeah, perimenopause. So perimenopause. What what is it that what happens in the body that creates the uh, perimenopausal stage so you know if, if yeah. you think about you you start most women are starting their menstrual cycles between 10 and 12 or 10 and 14 uh, mm -hmm. and then you know you have your uh, uh, fertility years and then mm -hmm. so we know the fertility drops off but what else is happening that's driving this perimenopausal stage yeah sure so usually estrogen is dropping and, and it causes FSH, so that's follicle-stimulating hormone, to rise. And so when your eggs are depleting, the FSH levels rise and rise and rise, trying to stimulate the, the release of an egg. Um, and, that's, and that's happening in response usually with low estrogen as well. So that's all, that's all happening at the same time. And, and so I'm going to ask you, I know that, again, I'm going to ask all of the lay questions because sure. it's such... Again, if only I had some of the lay yeah. questions answered earlier, I could have been in better shape. What is estrogen as a hormone? Can you explain what hormone it is and what it does in our body, what the role of it is? It's a sex hormone. So when we think about um, men, we think about testosterone. Women, we think about estrogen. Even though 
both sexes have both hormones. Those are the predominant sex hormones um, in the body. And we need estrogen because estrogen creates a nice lining for the for the fertilized egg to um, to, to land in, you know, in, in the uterus. Um, and so, you know, um, it is involved in so many things in the body. But, you know, if we, if we talk about the reproductive cycle, that's basically what it's doing. It's, it's, but outside of the reproductive cycle, what is yeah. the role of estrogen in our health, oh, our vitality? Well, in our beauty yeah we need estrogen um you know we start to notice the um you know uh a jowls starting to come you know when, when we're in our 40s and and that's estrogen so we're, we're losing that the, the plumpness of our skin uh we, we're starting to lose uh bone density that's related to estrogen as well not not only estrogen but that you know that plays a part um we lose concentration but but then you can actually lose concentration from having too too high a level of um, estrogen as well. So I sort of liken estrogen to uh, Goldilocks. You know, you just you don't want it to be you know too too high. You don't want it to be too low. You want it to be just right. Um, and so that that sort of just right level is what a naturopath is looking for. So a GP when they get the blood test results back, they're they're going to look at it a little bit differently from a from a naturopath because they are looking at it from a uh, what can I prescribe in a pharmaceutical drug sense? We are looking at it from a what can I prescribe in a herbal um, sense to to support this woman? Yeah. So in so, terms of with the estrogen, you know, a lot of women, yeah. certainly in Australia, it's such common practice to put a, a young girl on um, the old yeah. contraceptive pill, mm. and and what does that do to our, our hormonal levels and estrogen while yeah, reproductive that, So that's essentially shutting down the reproductive system, the, the whole cycle from happening. So it's basically telling your body, fooling your body into thinking it's pregnant um, and to, to not, you know, cycle every month. Um, so, yeah, it, it can have profound effects, especially if it started when she's in her teen years because you're not actually even fully developed. Um, you know, uh, from, from a reproductive point of view until you're in your early 20s, really. So all teenagers should be off the pill for sure and finding other, you know, they should be using condoms anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> Not that, yeah, I know, I know, I have to laugh, but, um, yeah, uh, I mean, that, that is what we need to but, do. You know, the pill is, is prescribed for other hormonal issues. Um, it is, it's well... Well, it's not. It's it's it is prescribed like that, but it's it's a stupid prescription because it's not fixing the problem. It's just masking the symptoms, and it, and it can cause lots of issues down the track. So really, if with my daughter, she's I've told her she's never going on the pill, and she's not on the pill, and she's seventeen, and you know, and that's that, and she's she's happy with that. And I've given her herbs to to cope with her heavy periods, and and that's a main reason why women are put on the pill when they're younger. Um, that's so, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we have plenty of herbs in our toolkit uh, for for that reason. So, and to to regulate the cycle as well. And you know, going into perimenopause, um, that's that that's the main thing. So, most women will start to notice that they're getting really heavy periods or or really really light periods. They may be all over the place. So all of a sudden she might go from having a twenty eight day cycle to it's forty days, and then it's fifty days, and then it's 20 days and you know it's all over the place and she's going oh what the hell's going on and that that's usually one of the one of the main symptoms um yeah so for me 
I was about 41 and I started noticing that um, I had really, really dry skin. So I was, you know, doing my cleansing in the shower and my neck in particular was really, you know, sort of dry and scaly. And I thought, oh God, what's going on here? And my memory was worse than it had ever been. I mean, and was- why is that? What, what's the, what is that about? The, the skin or the memory? Both, both. Yeah, both, yeah. Oestrogen, I would say. Yeah, dropping of oestrogen. Um, yep, yep. I mean, I guess everything's sort of thrown into turmoil, isn't it? It's it's it's, it's this drop in, in all hormones because there's also DHEA, which we'll go into a little bit uh, later on. But, um, yeah, so, so once I had those sort of symptoms, I thought, oh, well, maybe it's a hormonal thing. I'll do a, a day three test. So you get... You do a test on day two or three of your cycle and you test FSH and estradiol, which is the most potent form of estrogen in the body. So you, there's different forms of estrogen. <clears throat> and uh, and so, yeah, and that was, my FSH was 20, which is bad. So it should be less than 10. Uh, and yeah, and I thought, oh my goodness, you know, it, it, none of my clients at 41 had an FSH of, of 20 or more. And what does um, that mean that it's 20? So that means that, that basically I'm going into perimenopause. So, you, so you, you, your eggs are depleting. You, you know, you're going into that sort of, you know, into the next stage where you can't conceive anymore. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and I thought, well, maybe it was just a random error. Or maybe I'll just do that test again in a few months. <laughs> so you think I did that's that. denial? Do you think that, that a lot well, of us are in I, denial or do you think that yeah, that's... Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, I mean, I just couldn't believe that at 41, I, you know, I was pretty healthy as well. You know, it's not like I drank a lot. I, I had actually, I had gone through a very stressful period, um, like yourself. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think that that definitely contributed to it. And, and my um, my GP agreed with me, you know, I'd started this business, I got divorced and I, my nana died and, you know, my nephew died and, you know, all these things happened in quick succession. And yeah, so I, I would say that that's probably what, what pushed me over the edge. But anyway, I did another test in, in a few months time and it was 60. And that's when I was just horrified. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God, this can't be happening to me. <laughs> So anyway, so I went to my doctor and I said, give me some DHEA. So as a naturopath in New Zealand, when I was in New Zealand, I was able to prescribe DHEA. So it was really foreign to me to come over here and have to go to a doctor to get the prescription. And basically what that is, is it's a steroid hormone that's produced in your adrenal glands and that converts into a lot of different hormones. Um, testosterone is the predominant one. Um, and then and women just, need the testosterone as well. Well, no, testosterone actually converts into estrogen via an enzyme called aromatase. So, yeah, it can boost both and it can also boost progesterone <clears throat> as well. So you need the progesterone support. So, I, I, you know, I started taking Chase Tree straight away. That That is the one number one herb that I would take to regulate cycles, increase progesterone. Um, and then I also took the DHEA and my estrogen started to rise. So I did another test uh, about a year later and my FSH was less than 10. So I couldn't believe that I actually managed to reverse <laughs> going into menopause. You know, it was completely reversed. My estrogen was up, FSH was down. Um, and, you know, my, my GP at the time, she said to me, look, I, I think this, this is before I did that, that second um, blood test, you know, in a year. <clears throat> and she said, uh, I think you'll probably stop having your periods altogether in about five years. 
oh god 46 that's really early you know um and uh i'm 47 now and still got a 28 day cycle i'm still taking the chase tree i stopped taking the dhea recently because i brought out a new formula that contains tribulus uh, and the tribulus leaf contains uh, naturally increases dhea so, so I do want to interject here and say this is your personal experience with it. and It is, anything, yeah, but that's based on having prescribed it to other women. Yeah. And anything to do with your medical health, I, you know, I always say we have the experts on the show, but the one thing that you need to know is you need to know your own health dashboard. You need to have yes. blood tests. You need to go and see a professional. Absolutely. Whatever, you know, we talk about, whatever supplements or medication that we talk about, uh, what's out there, but the dosage and the frequency and the the correctness of it for you yes. are definitely not one to go out there and you know dose up yourself. So no, um, the the conversation, you know, the the stories that we're telling are our own stories. And like you, I I took the HEA. I didn't take HRT. Did yeah, I took no. the HEA, and um, and that seemed to make me feel fantastic straight away yeah but let's go back to definitions what is the role of progesterone in in our cycle and in our hormonal makeup yeah so the the reason that we have progesterone in the cycle so you've got the, the you know your, your hormones sort of fluctuate you know after after ovulation um and progesterone goes like that after ovulation and so there's there's this rise and about seven days after ovulation it peaks and then it drops off so the role of it is actually to to keep a baby, to to to, to be able to hold a pregnancy, um, to and carry it to term. So progesterone rises throughout pregnancy, and so and and it's also it's interesting because progesterone is touted as as the calming um, hormone, sex hormone, and it is. Uh, I, I take Prometrium, which is a, um, a, a bioidentical progesterone, and I, I find that it really helps me sleep, um, but Interestingly, I always used to have high progesterone levels and I always really had really bad PMS. Um, and so if it's a calming hormone, why did I have such bad PMS? Do you know what I mean? Like there's so many other things that come into play, I think. Um, Which is why I always advocate for, you know, understanding your health dashboard. We, we have a virtual clinic on the site where we uh, offer a whole lot of blood works, hormonal tests, and we say, please Perfect. take the test and take them to your naturopath, take them to your yeah. doctor, take them to your integrative specialist, because unless you know your dashboard, you don't know where you are and you need to remeasure your dashboard. It's not a one and done. Yeah. Exactly as you said, you, you have mm. to go back and get the scorecard and, and tweak it. With your DHEA, um, mm. Nikki, was that a compound formula for you? Because I have one completely yes. compounded for me. I don't take, yes. you know, yes. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I had, uh, I started on five milligrams, which is a very low dose. Um, and then I increased it to 10 milligrams. So I was sort of working with my holistic GP. Um, yeah, so my regular GP couldn't prescribe it. She said, no, this is outside my scope of practice she referred me to a holistic gp so that's number one for people out there is um find an integrative doctor your, your regular gp won't be able to help you but uh yeah so i've sort of worked with her and gone oh well actually you know um that wasn't quite enough let's try 10 milligrams i tried the 10 milligrams i started getting pimples so it was a bit too much for me um and then i just had 10 milligrams every two days i sort of 
yeah, broke it up like that. And you're a health professional, so and you, yep. I guess, would be more intuitive about yes. the reaction. But most people aren't. No, they so aren't. again, yeah. I want to kind of stress: it's so important to know your levels, to measure your levels, to have the yes. blood test, to be under yes. the care of an of a specialist. And whilst there are so many wonderful supplements out there, yeah. um, you need to measure what how you're responding to them because. You natural do. doesn't mean benign. Natural is no. actually quite powerful. Absolutely. As, as and, and, and my estrogen levels from the DHEA are, are a testament to that. I mean, they were sky high, which is dangerous. You don't want your estrogen levels to be that high. You know, that's a risk factor for breast cancer. I, I got quite worried when I saw that. And that's why I've stopped taking it altogether now. So, Can you tell me about you were taking another supplement? What, what was that supplement and what and how, how does it work in this perimenopausal stage? Why is it good? It, it, so you talk about the chase tree to regulate chase tree, yes. yeah, so, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so chase tree, it, it's often used as a fertility herb because of its um, ability to raise uh, progesterone, uh, and it also suppresses prolactin as well. So prolactin is um, well, prolactin is what's produced when you're breastfeeding, but it also um, in, in someone who's not breastfeeding, it, it can be high as a result of long-term stress. Um, so yeah, so um, chase tree, uh, it's I guess. They, they call it the queen of the reproductive system. It's it's it's, it's just it, it's an amazing berry uh, that uh, has this amazing ability to regulate a cycle, um, and I guess it does that with the progesterone. It just it lengthens the cycle a bit because if you, if you haven't got enough progesterone, your cycle is going to be quite short usually. Yeah. Um, so uh, so yeah. if if the role of progesterone, as you said earlier, is to calm and uh, you know, in the perimenopausal stage where you're not wanting it to carry a uh, pregnancy term, you, no, you would no. be taking the you're chase You're just wanting tree. to regulate your cycle. Yes. Yeah. And so you keep taking that until until that 12-month period. So, so when it's been 12 months since your last period, then you'll go, okay, I'm definitely menopausal now. So now I don't need this anymore. I, I stopped taking it because I, I, I don't have a cycle, so there's no need to take it. Um, so and then you start Sorry. So here we are. Yeah. We, we've we've passed the twelve month and one day phase, yeah. and yeah. we find ourselves in menopause. And this is the time where the GPs are interested in helping you, as you said. Yes. Perimenopause is HRT. Lot, but mm. <laughs> so um, again, just keeping it completely uh, neutral, I guess, from personal perspective. I'd love to hear about from your perspective as a naturopath and a herbalist. What are the alternatives? Because I don't think many people know, you know, we hear buzzwords like biomimicking, um, hormones. Uh, what are they? What are the natural alternatives? What is HRT and what does it do? Mm. So HRT uh, basically just replaces the estrogen and the progesterone that, you're, that you've lost. Um, to me, I don't understand why you would want to keep doing that when that's not what's meant to naturally happen. To me, I, I see it as a risk. You know, when estrogen is high or, or estrogen is high over an extended period of time, so women who start having their periods very early, so they're 10 when they start menstruating, and then they don't go through menopause until they're 60, they are at a higher risk of breast cancer. So knowing that, and knowing that that is because they've been exposed to estrogen for a longer period of time, why would you want to continue taking that when that's not, why wouldn't you just work with your body to, to, to work into that phase naturally, embrace it? It's a different stage of life. 
we're done with kids. <laughs> you know, we're moving on to a different phase and we've got that wisdom of being an older woman and, and leaving that stage behind us. Don't fight it and try and stay young with these, <laughs> with these sex hormones that aren't meant to be there anyway. But people do want the benefits. We of... want, yeah, so I, I would say. So they don't want to reproduce sure. necessarily. Sorry, no. They don't want to no. reproduce but they do want to stay young. And what I hear from my followers and readers and what's evident in the way that people are living is mm. that they don't feel ready to close to out the yeah. youthfulness, the vitality, the the sexuality of their lives that, that the onset of menopause has traditionally sure. brought for a woman. So they want to maintain mm. their sex drive. They want their skin to look good because they feel good. They want to be able to run around their kids because they probably had their kids in their late 30s instead of the late 20s like yeah. our mothers had. So yeah. I would argue that people do want to stay young, but they don't necessarily that's, want to reproduce. That's so, what the DHEA is for, right. not the estrogen and progesterone. That's, so you can take... so. Am I correct in understanding that you can continue to take the DHEA? Oh, absolutely. You can take that until you die. Yes. For sure. So you yeah. can actually yeah. have just the DHEA and not jack up your estrogen and progesterone. That's what you're saying. This is what you need to be careful of. So you do need to check your estrogen. Yeah. And if it's high like it has been for me, I've decided to take a break from it because I, I don't want to keep those high estrogen. And when I say high, anything over 300 uh, picomoles per litre, so that's on day two or three of your cycle, if you're still menstruating, if, you, if you're not anymore, you don't want to have really high estrogen. You just want to, you know, keep it at a good level. Um, so I have a friend who's gone through menopause. She has been prescribed HRT and she is feeling great on it. You know, so that's the other end. It's, her, her level was less than 50. So she, it was really, really low. And so, she, and, and it was really affecting her, her, her mind and, 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 but, you know, she's taking the, the estrogen and she doesn't have dangerously high levels. That's okay because that's not dangerous. But, yeah, what you want to do is just is just keep that, that good level and, keep, and sustain it. That's so what can we do naturally? Um, so the DHEA you're saying is uh, potentially safe if it's at yeah. the right levels. But what are, so we could take the chase tree in the perimenopausal stage. Yes. Uh, yeah. What is a natural... Um, I guess, HRT alternative Yes. Um, so, that, that's going to hit all of the good things that we want, yes. which is, you know, good skin, good energy, mental clarity, sex yes. drive, youthfulness. Yes, so that, yeah, I was getting to that. <laughs> yeah, so so what, you, and, and what I was saying about embrace it before, I was just going to get on to what you want to do is take herbs to actually help you go through that stage naturally. Um, so, you know, in the, rather than, than actually taking something that, that's, you know, this bioidentical hormone, why don't you just take herbs that are going to support your estrogen naturally? And actually there's, there's what's called selective estrogen receptor modulators. So that's what you want because you want, you want it to bind to the estrogen receptors that are going to do the good work in the body, the bone support, the support for the brain, but not cause breast cancer, not, you know, not the, not the dangerous side of things. And so that's where black cohosh really comes in. Um, and black cohosh also su suppresses um, luteinizing hormone, which is one of the surges that happens when you're having a hot flush. And so that's why that's good for hot flushes. You also want to have isoflavones because they are naturally um, mimicking estrogen. That's what you want. You want something 
something to bind phytoestrogens, to bind to your estrogen receptors and, um, and mimic the effects of estrogen in the body. And, and that's, that's a safe, safer way of doing it. So red clover, perfect for that. Shatavari, another herb. And that in Latin actually uh, translates into uh, she who possesses 100 husbands. So <laughs> great for libido. <laughs> uh, Raymania, fantastic adrenal tonic. And when you talk about, you know, health and vitality, yes, of course, you want to have all of those. You know, you don't want to go through uh, menopause and, and go, oh, well, I'm an old woman now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I believe that we can we can still stay fit and healthy and youthful looking if we do all of the right things, for sure. One of the things that I was interested to ask you as an expert and as someone who's working, you know, I guess in the field working with women is um, there seems to be this, uh, I guess, correct or incorrect conception that, you know, you're you're doomed to have uh, a weight gain, you're doomed to have a cognitive decline, you're, you're doomed to have a, a massive drop in your libido. Yeah, I think... Is that think, for everyone? Is that an absolute? I think it's it's hard as well when you go to a doctor and they say, oh, well, that's all just part of it, you know, because I don't think it is part of it. Yeah, it's going to be harder. It will be harder to shift that menopausal belly. So you've got to put some more effort in, more exercise than you normally would. Be very careful about what you're putting into your mouth. Avoid sugar. You know, like all of those things that you used to get away with when you were in your 20s, you're probably not going to get away with anymore. You know, eating junk food on an occasional basis. We need to be healthy. We need to watch our diet. But, um, you know, we need to be healthy and watch our diet in our 20s and our 30s if we want a good body as well. well so yeah, they seem true. to yeah. be they seem to be like, you know, big, you know, blanket statements for wellness. So what yeah. I'm asking you is, is and you're right it is harder you're absolutely yeah. correct it is harder but you know that it's not a fait accompli is it you can still have hmm. um great health great mental clarity great sex drive a great figure um, energy and hmm. you know all the vitality in the world in in your menopausal years right yeah i think so I don't see any reason why you can't, especially if you're taking DHEA. I mean, that's what it's, it is an anti-aging um, hormone. That's that's what it's known as. And that's why people take it. People have taken it for years. Men and women have taken it. Um, and uh, men, bodybuilders take it because it helps you to build muscle. And of course, it does the same for women because it raises testosterone. So, and then when it's raising testosterone, that's raising your sex drive. So we all, yeah. You, I mean, how much are you taking? I don't even know. <laughs> uh, I think 10 milligrams. 10 milligrams, yeah. I think 10 milligrams. And I think I started off with five, exactly as yeah. you said. Yeah. Um, and then I take 10 milligrams. And mm. um, and, and it's, but I also take supplements. I take collagen. Yeah. I take NMN. I take NAD. Um, but I definitely am curious and interested and I'm asked all the time, which is why I actually wanted to have you on the show ahead of an endocrinologist because I think we are looking for a more natural approach yes. to this. And I yeah. agree with you in, in the statement that you made that no one wants this to be yet another battle. You know, we've just come out of periods and pimples and yeah, yeah. Not getting pregnant and, you know, all of that. We don't want to go into another battle. We actually no. want to lean into it and and find okay. a healthy, sustainable 
way of managing this hormonal experience. Can yeah. I ask you, the hot flushes and everything, is that a finite thing or is that an ongoing thing? Um, a lot of women that I treated suffered them for about 10 years. Right. And what yeah. did, what's it from? Um, so, as I said before, the luteinizing hormone surge. Um, but there's also, you know, cortisol can, can can make it worse as well. And so, and cortisol know, is the stress hormone. The stress hormone. It's like avoid stress. But how do you avoid stress? It's just learning to cope with the stress, isn't it? It's it's learning to 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 manage it better. Um, doing more meditation, doing more yoga, and and exercise. Exercise definitely do a lot of exercise. Burn off that cortisol. Um, we can release cortisol through our lungs. So deep breathing exercises can really help don't drink coffee I don't know how many times I've said this to women and I used to say it to my mum because she used to have terrible hot flushes you know for years I said to her it's the coffee stop drinking it and she just was addicted to it she just couldn't stop so it's you're gonna pick your battles right you're gonna pick yeah so but you know um and actually that that's an interesting one too because you, you'd think that these things were genetic but watching my mum and her sister who was two two years younger both go through uh menopause together um her sister didn't have any hot flushes she she just sailed through she was fine um she doesn't drink coffee she she exercises every day she drinks a lot of water she does all of the things that that you're supposed to do she gets a lot of sleep you know my mum on the other hand she likes to drink she, she's coffee every day um she doesn't exercise every day she doesn't drink water she does all the things yeah and that's what I mean by you know you just have to we all get told to eat a healthy diet and blah 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 and you know it can go over the top of our head because we go oh, yeah I can't say shit but it's like yeah but it's it's you've got to you've got to pay attention to that because you know when you eat sugar that's stressful to the body you know, so 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 you just got to make your choices and go right. That's it. I'm not eating sugar anymore. I'm not drinking coffee. And you've got to have that motivation to do it. I think that's the thing. It's like telling an alcoholic to stop drinking. They're not going to unless you, they make the decision. They have to make that decision and stick to it. And and that's yeah. And and it's those lifestyle changes. If it's it, been over years and years and years that you've been a coffee addict it's going to be hard I used to drink five cups a day mm. you know I I took three years <laughs> to cut that out mm. you know I dropped back a cup you know um one a year and, and until you know I yeah I'd finally finished but um yeah, I, I don't drink coffee anymore. <laughs> what about, you know, one of the biggest complaints about the menopausal stage and even perimenopause is, you know, the night sweats, the disruption mm. in sleep. Uh, mm. What's happening there? Is that also an estrogen mm. issue? Is everything estrogen? Uh, I think I think estrogen seems to be like this star hormone that pharmaceutical companies like to kind of make it that it's the be-all and end-all and if you just take estrogen it's going to solve all of your problems I disagree I don't think it's going to I think progesterone actually has has is much better like so once we once we go through menopause and our um, we're not producing sex hormones from our ovaries anymore, we actually start producing them from the adrenals. So the adrenals start taking over. Well, we always were producing them from the adrenals, but it's it takes over completely. Of, of the, and so if our adrenals aren't in good health, um, then, then we're going to have a harder time going through menopause. So we are going to suffer from um, hot flushes and night sweats more. So. So that's where the adrenal tonics really come in. So your Raymania, um, Korean ginseng is a good one, and that's good for uh, memory and concentration and uh, 
Yeah, so you can take well. the Korean Korean ginseng and all during menopause or in perimenopause yes. during. Yeah, during both. Yeah, I would. I would during both. So managing um, your adrenal. Raymania is a really good one. Yes, for sure. Withania. Withania is the best herb to reduce cortisol, and you should take that one at night time. That will help you sleep. Um, and for night sweats, sage and zizifus are the two herbs there for night sweats. And now um, everyone is going to say to me, "Can you tell me what these are? Can you write them down?" <laughs> but again, I just want to stress: it's really, really important that you don't go out on a whim, buy all of these things individually, start chomping on a variety because herbal herbs and natural remedies are potent. That and they have contraindications. Yes. Um, so, what do you do? Um, say that I come to you as a, as a patient and we do the blood work, so I bring the blood works that um, I have to you. What, mm-hmm. what are the steps that I should expect and what are the things I should be asking my health professional to, to ask me and to work with me on uh, to give me the best and safest passage through this time? Yeah, I, I think it's a good idea. If you've got a few different practitioners, it's a good idea to let them know what you're doing with the other practitioner because a naturopath will always do a full consultation, you know, going through everything that you're taking. Um, but the doctor doesn't necessarily find out everything that you're taking. And 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 I think, um, it, you know, it could be our fault that we don't do that when we go to the doctor. Like, yeah, I know I do that myself because I just think, oh, well, they're not going to know what that is anyway. <laughs> so why would I tell them? They don't, they don't get trained. That's really interesting you should say that. I think you're absolutely right. We make an assumption and perhaps their time for the system is broken, but you're right. We, We do make that assumption. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, um, like my holistic doctor, she would know. If I talked to her about it, she, she would know what I was talking about. And so, yeah, so we should, uh, or even if we, um, this is a good example. When I was on the DHEA, I went to a, um, um, I, had, I had to see, oh, God, now I've forgotten. <laughs> I had to see a specialist. I've forgotten the name of the specialist. But anyway, <laughs> I need a, need a memory formula. Um, but anyway, he, he was asking me, you know, what, what was I taking? Uh, and so I told him that I was taking DHEA and I thought, I don't know if he's actually going to know what I'm talking about. And I said, um, so said is that sort of an estrogen support? And I said, well, yeah, it does. It, it, it raises estrogen via testosterone. And he said, well, you need um, prometrium to, um, to, to, to counter offset that because if you just take estrogen on its own, that can be quite a, a risk factor for endometrial cancer. So you do need um, progesterone to offset it. Um, so anyway, so um, so that was great that I found out that there was a bioidentical um, progesterone available on prescription. So GPs will be able to prescribe that um, to, to people. But, um, you know, that was great that we had that conversation and, and I was able to explain to him what it meant. And, and he just came back with, okay, well, that's the, that's the action that it's that it has. And I guess when you're going to see a naturopath or a herbalist, ask them, what, what action is this having in the body? What is this doing? What are the contraindications to this herb? Um, and, and just understand, because you have a book, it's really easy. Just look it up. You know, like if you're sitting in their office, they'll just be able to, oh, oh well, I'm not sure off the top of my head, but let's have a look. Um, yeah, if they're not sure. Yeah, so um, it's really easy to look those things up. And Nikki, are there anything that are, you know, um, I, I know that at the moment there's a lot coming out in the, um, for the PMT and perimenopause, you know, uh, a lot of brands are bringing out um, tinctures and supplements in that space. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any, um, you know, aggregated um, supplements that, um, you don't even have to say by brand, but 
that are available on the market and and who is able to point us in the right direction. Because again, I always think, please, please, please get your blood panels done, yes. get your health test, get your gut test, and then go and see an expert. Um, but still, are there yeah. things that are already made that you think are good? And I know, and I know that you make some things up too. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, so obviously I can I can talk to my ones, but I can talk to other other supplements as well. But uh, and and yes, good point about getting making sure that you have those blood tests because you know if you were to take my PMS support and antioxidant, um, that's a great one for PMS or perimenopause. You know, during that stage when you've actually uh, got a cycle, as long as your um, estrogen levels are normal or high. If you've got low estrogen, you would not want to take that formula so um those are those are things that that your your herbalist or your naturopath would know about and so it's good to work alongside a naturopath even if something is available over the counter um, such as my formulas but um once you've gone through menopause then definitely uh the stress and estro support am formula for hot flushes and, and adrenal support um and then i've got the sleep and estro support pm formula so that's got sage zephyrus for your night sweats and valerian and hops Hops is estrogenic and valerian and hops together is great for insomnia. And that's usually accompanied, you know, um, with uh, menopause. There's quite a, quite a few women uh, suffer with uh, sleep issues. Um, and then if, if, if you, stress is an issue, then they can take the stress and sleep PM formula and they can combine the two. So we... It, I would say if if the person doesn't have enough money, say, to go and see a naturopath because they can be very expensive, approach the company themselves and just ask them. I get questions all day, you know, can I take these two supplements together, you know, and, and I'll come back with an answer, What you know, and I'll ask them, what is your last, send me through your blood tests, send me through those results and I'll give you um, a prescription of what you should take. So you can always, there's usually always naturopaths that work for these companies and they can give you good advice on what. And, and what made you decide to create products? I mean, was it there was nothing out there. <laughs> yeah, there really wasn't. I mean, well, I, I, I um, designed the prenatal formula for my last pregnancy. That's how I uh, designed NaturaVest. Um, but yeah, coming into menopause and, and perimenopause, I just thought, Jeez, there's just nothing on the market um, that I, I wouldn't even contemplate taking any of these things, or I'd have to take one of this, one of this, one of this, and and yes, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. And also, you know, at what dose, at what efficacy, what are the clinicals? Mm -hmm. What and how do you how did you test these? Do you, are, are they TGA approved? Are they yeah. clinically studied? Tell me so, more about that. Yeah, anything that's sold in Australia has to be TGA approved. So, um, yeah, or listed with the TGA. Um, so, uh, I mean, you can't, to do testing, that's millions of dollars to do a clinical trial. And, and it's it's very rare for a supplement company to do clinical trials. Um, that's It's just not done. But what you rely on is the data from uh, the raw material suppliers. So they will, may conduct their own um, uh, clinical trials for, for various um, issues. So for black cohosh, there are definitely studies um, uh, with certain ingredients. So, so people will pay, the raw material suppliers will patent it. And, and that's what you're buying is, is, the, um, is the ingredient that has been clinically trialled and shown to be effective. So I chose uh, the saffron that, that, that we've got, um, which is patented as Afron. Um, chose that one because it had about six clinical trials on it um, in using it with perimenopausal or menopausal women. Um, and it was shown to really reduce their irritability, help them sleep. 
Um, and yeah, it's, 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 I guess you've described saffron as like a natural antidepressant. So it's a natural SSRI. Because that's another thing, actually, that I didn't mention before is that um, if HRT isn't your thing and, and, um, and, you know, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I would uh, ask your doctor about an SSRI, so uh, a serotonin um, reuptake inhibitor, an antidepressant, because that's actually very effective for hot flushes. Wow, gosh. Yeah. Most people are talking about getting off the SSRIs. and Yeah, yeah. Well, this is if you want to go down the drug route, which some people do, because some people don't have the patience to do herbs. You're not going to get an effect like that from herbs. You, That's, you, that was my next question. Mm. When you are taking these natural supplements, what is it, you know, what should you expect and when should you expect um, yeah. efficacy to kick in? And, and what are the signs that you're looking for that tell you, yes, this is working? Yeah, uh, well, the really obvious one would be that your hot flushes would be reducing with, or the night sweats are reducing, and, and that could happen within the first few weeks, or it could take a few months. And everybody is different, and that's the thing. You just don't know how someone's going to respond. Some people are really fast responders, and other people are slow responders. So, and Do you find that people will give up if they're not getting that immediate hit of yeah, but it, it depends on their personality type. So, yeah, if they, if you know, and it depends on when they were prescribed it, were they told that it could take a few months? Um, because it's expectations, isn't it? If you're expecting something to work straight away and it doesn't, you go, oh, well, it's not working. Um, but if you, if you sit out with that expectation that this is going to take a few months to, to actually really work, like the chase tree, I would give that at least three months, three cycles before it really starts to, you, you notice that it's, you know, um, regulating your cycle, that you have more of a 28, 29-day cycle. Um, it's not going to happen in the first cycle. Yeah. Um, I want to just close out by going back to something that you mentioned, uh, and it was when we were giggling about the fact that, you know, there are always the motherhood statements of eat well, exercise, drink your water, yeah. da, da, da. But I want to go back to water because I have heard this a lot mm -hmm. and I, I would love your kind of expert thoughts on it. What is the role of increasing your water intake um, and what is the benefit of doing that specifically for the symptoms of perimenopause and menopause? Yeah, keeping hydrated, especially if you're having night sweats, you're sweating it all out, <laughs> you know, you want to replace that. Um, but, yeah, keeping hydrated is going to keep you cool as well, keep, you know, keep you cool down. You don't want to – and also, if you're not drinking enough water and your body's going into a dehydrated state, you're stressing your body, so you're producing more cortisol, which is going to make the hot flushes worse. Um, so, yeah, water's, water's just really important. Um, for everything. I mean, that's why we keep getting told that all the time. <laughs> you, do, you need that for nice, plump skin cells as well. You know, if you want to look younger and you want to reverse signs of ageing, keep hydrated for sure. Well, thank you so much. I, I love that we were able to do all of the basics and do the building blocks of understanding the changes in the body during perimenopause and menopause. I think, yeah. you know, to assume that people know what estrogen is is even yeah. an assumption too far because we don't get taught that at school. You know, we get told yeah. not to get pregnant. We get told, you know, uh, a couple of other things. But, like, really, no one has ever really, I don't remember a single time in my life where my GP, gynecologist, obstetrician, and no one has ever sat me down to give me a lesson in my hormonal uh, makeup and what's going to happen and what to look out for. So it's just such a pleasure to have your expertise um, 
My pleasure. To talk to. I really appreciate it. And I know our listeners will definitely appreciate having some natural alternatives. And I'll have links to your website as well. Oh, as thank part you. Of this show because I think it's it's wonderful to, to be able to share some alternatives. Yes. And thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. It was lovely, lovely to have you on the show. Thanks, Nikki. Thank you. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy, Reignite Your Relationship course. Love your relationship but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy and keep the lines of communication open. Join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please share and rate this episode. I'd love that. 